Hi everyone, welcome to Me, You, and Who. On today's episode, we are speaking with Laura. She is a mom through egg donation, and we get to have a chance to chat just about what that process was like, how it has been since the girls have grown, and just advice that she has as you um, are discerning the process, as well as what you do to uh, explain it to your kids, especially as they get older, and just what that um, has looked like for her and her family. So we are so grateful to Laura and um, her willingness to share her story with us. So please enjoy Laura. Me, you, and who? Who knew it would take more than two people to have a baby? In a world where infertility is no longer a taboo topic, this podcast will take you through all the different aspects of surrogacy and egg donation through the lens of many who walk this journey in different ways. My name is Whitney Hall, and I am a two-time surrogate, now turned surrogacy coordinator for Egg Donor and Surrogate Solutions, the very agency I used when I chose to carry for two amazing families. With this podcast, it is our goal to help guide and support you as you learn about what it takes to grow a family in an alternative way, as well as hear inspiring and beautiful stories of how this path has changed lives forever. We can't wait for you to hear about just one more way happy families are created every day. But like just starting off, so like tell me like what kind of what led you to egg donation as the way that you were going to grow your family? So we had many miscarriages. We got we got married older. So I was 40 by the time we started having children. Um and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. we actually started planning our wedding when I found out I was pregnant and then I miscarried uh just before the wedding. Oh we gosh. Through, I, it was pretty brutal. But yeah. Um, then we we had several more miscarriages and several more rounds of IVF, and it was we were done. We were just done. And at that yeah. point, we were either going to adopt or we were going to use egg donation. I didn't want to use. I didn't want to use work with an egg donor. Um, I was uh, really reluctant to. But then when we learned more about adoption that became a difficult option as well because the wait time for a baby especially at our age mm. was really 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 like years long and mm. very uncertain and we didn't want that uncertainty um it wasn't that important to me that I carry our child um okay. I don't know why that wasn't that important to me so that wasn't a huge issue um, it was that we wanted a baby. That's that's it. I wanted to be a mom. Um, I was having dreams about being a mom, and I wanted to be a mom. And I wanted my babies. Yeah. And I my babies were out there somewhere. I just needed to find them. Yeah. Oh. That's really how I saw it. Like, our children are out there. We don't know where they are, but one way or another, we're going to find them, and they're going to find us. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, so, so much to impact there or unpack there. So adoption and egg donation were kind of your two and you, you know, 
didn't want to do the egg donation round. And it sounds like kind of the timeline with adoption was, was that what ultimately led you to egg donation? And how did you, you know, kind of resolve those feelings that you had? Um, it was, it was also, it became important for us, probably more so for me, that we knew we wanted more than one child. And we thought that with adoption, there was a really good chance that we would only have one child. And okay. being an only child with older parents isn't something we wanted for our child. Mm. Um, and we wanted our, we wanted siblings. We wanted yeah. blood siblings. Um, and so that's how we ended up. That had a lot to do with how we ended up with egg donation as well. Mm. So what were kind of some of your fears like going forward with egg donation and like how did you kind of come to peace with all of those and just address them? Um, I was nervous about not knowing the donor. Um, sure. I was, so I didn't want an anonymous donation. Mm -hmm. um, neither did my husband. Um, health, so we wanted to make sure that the donor was healthy and that we had good medical records. Um, yeah. We, what else? We were nervous down the road about our children resenting us or feeling different or feeling rejected. Mm. Um, what do you mean by what do you mean by that? That and you know, I guess if they told their friends that they um, uh, were conceived through egg donation, would their friends think they were weird? Oh, um, interesting. Would they be outcasts? And none of that has come to pass. And I think kids are just, and everyone is just so much more open mm -hmm. and welcoming to different ways of making a family and just different ways of being mm -hmm. that no one really cares. No one cares. I don't think anyone cares nearly as much as we thought they might. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like an issue for us. But also an issue for our families because they're just so many generations ahead. For them, it's like not something. Well, we thought that we thought that they wouldn't understand. Okay. Um, but my side of the family understands just fine. Um, I have had to learn how. I have had to teach them the right language. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. So. They know not to refer to the donor as their mother. Mm. Um, they, um, th my mom knows very well that she needs to call call her the donor. Um, period, and that there is no other way to refer to her. Sure, um, sure. So, okay, so. Just to go back just a little bit, like what what were those conversations like with your family as you guys were kind of discerning 
moving forward in that way? And, you know, how did you explain just what that process was as far? Because, I mean, you you mentioned just generational differences and, you know, just maybe this wasn't something super common or they knew about or, you know, that kind of thing. What was that like? Um, what was it like? Uh, it was, there, at first my mom was like, what? You're going to do what? <laughs> what just like no concept she's like ah uh, i don't uh, oh oh <laughs> um so it just took some getting used to for her and sure. it just gave her a lot of comfort to know that the baby would be in my belly and mm. i would be the mommy um and that like made her feel better like, but adoption would have made more sense to her. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, adoption would have made because she has more familiarity familiarity with adoption. Sure, um, it's just an education. She sees thing. adoption. Yeah, she sees adoption. Um, and uh, she sees it as it is as an opportunity to give a child um a happy life, and. But she she didn't pass judgment on us or anything. It was more about the language around it mm -hmm. and just not understanding. But now she she ended up understanding, especially when she met her. She saw my belly growing. She's like, oh, OK. Yeah, there's um, a baby. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a baby. And once her grandchildren were born, she was like, oh, my grandchildren. Of course. Yay. Yes. And, <laughs> they I mean they're her grandchildren and she adores our girls more than anything on this earth I have no doubt grandmas tend to do that <laughs> yes so um so with your mom it was really it was just an educational and then just learning about just kind of the language that surrounds you know just being a donor conceived person and you know the language that you're comfortable with as a family and things like that did you ever have family members that maybe pushed back or that were kind of like we just don't get it or you know how was that um honestly we didn't tell anybody who we thought wasn't going to get it okay we yeah thought they weren't going to get it we just kept them out of it they just don't need to know because but like our children aren't your means of education. And if you're going to potentially be unkind to our kids, we're not going to do mm, mm. Yeah, a very need to know basis sort of situation for sure. It was absolutely need to know. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. So fast forwarding just a little bit just because we're we're in that that subject, how what was the language that you used in explaining just to your girls, you know, just this is what happened. This is, you know, how you came to be. You found them. You went and found them. They found you. We, um, I, don't, I mean, I guess there's some of the technical language, but the emotional uh -huh. language was, has always been, we knew you were out there. And and with our older daughter, I've always said to her, I dreamt about, I had a dream about a little girl with curly black hair. Mm. And that was you. Oh, and I love that. Um, 
and then you know then we'll talk about the talk. they haven't talked about it or raised it in a long time mm. but um that there's an egg and there's a sperm and usually it would have been me but mommy and daddy needed a lot of doctors and we needed a doctor's help and the doctor helped us find this nice lady and the lady gave us an egg and then that's how you know sperm and the egg together and then you went into my belly and you were born through my belly and that's how you were born and they're like oh okay mommy that's whatever and then <laughs> Oh my god, TMI, TMI, that sounds gross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because how old are they now? <laughs> 10 and 11. 10 and 11, yeah, so we're in that gorgeous pre-teenage. <laughs> Mommy, I don't want to know. And then, um, <laughs> but, you know, like, like we were saying the other day, there are times when they'll say things about why they look the way they do or how children almost say, well, yeah, I look just like you, mommy, or, you know, I, I'm taller than you. Um, you're, why are you so short and why am I so tall? Um, <laughs> and they just, like, they don't understand the genetics yet. Sure, just and the I science aspect of it. Happen, the science. I don't know what's going to happen once they understand the genetics of we are not genetically um i don't know if that's going to matter to them or not and i'm mm-hmm. nervous about that time i don't know what's happening. yeah have you have you thought about i know you you said you're nervous about it is there do you know of resources or have you kind of started going down the road of you know okay what what language do i use to try and explain this or you know just how has that adapted as they've just gotten older it sounds like you know, typical kids, you tell them something and they're like, okay, that's fine. And we, in our heads, make it way more complicated and they just kind of take it as is. And then obviously you get older and then you learn more of the nuances of everything. Have you looked into just what those next steps might be as you explain all of that or resources and things? I think I'm not ready to yet. Yeah, Um, that's fair. There's just, our, our plates are so full. Since they sure. Really, um, looking for that information yet? I'm like, you know what? I'm good. That's fine. We're fine. Yeah. For fine for now. I do wonder whether at some point I or they will want to go onto a donor registry and yeah. whether we find siblings. That makes me nervous. Mm, what about that makes you nervous? It upsets them. Because it has occurred to them that they might have siblings out there. And that upsets them. It makes them nervous. It makes them nervous. Makes them nervous because they feel like there are pieces of them out there that they don't even know. Interesting. That's very, yeah, that's a really interesting piece of just what it means to be a donor conceived person. And then obviously as a parent navigating all of that. And I feel like the registry, it's so helpful, but it does create a lot of those questions and, you know, wonder behind, you know, just all of that. 
that's a lot to take on. And you know what? Every every person's journey is so individual to them as they're navigating that. And it sounds like you are doing just an amazing job of taking your cues from them and then knowing yourself and what you're ready for next. Yeah, there's only so much I can take from right now. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, gosh, I mean, you know, we're living life and with a 10 and 11 year old girl. It's a lot. I've got my 11 year old girl and I'm just uh, eyes wide open like, oh, it. what's happening? Yes. You get it. Oh yeah, that middle school. I tell you what, it is something. <laughs> it is, and it's so much high drama. It's so much drama all the time. Every day is drama. Right, we are feeling those emotions deep and wide. One hundred percent. And when did pajamas become outerwear? Oh my gosh. I would love for pajamas to be outerwear at this point. We're like, when, when did paying XYZ dollars for a skirt? I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? No, to Target we go. <laughs> <laughs> to Target we go. I, luckily, she, I, I'm buying her clothes on Amazon now. Absolutely. I, I love it. I love a Jeffrey Bezos original. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Cargo pants for 22 bucks. Got it. All there. Oh, yes. And then it just comes right to your door. Don't even have to go to Target. I love it. Yes. A hundred percent. I know this. I know this so hard, Mama. <laughs> so going back just a touch, when you were, okay, you figured it out. We're going to move forward in terms of egg donation. What, as you were just kind of navigating those next steps, what made you choose to do fresh versus frozen? And I know you said you didn't want it to be an anonymous donor. So it sounded like it was really important to you to really know the person that was going to be the donor. Um, I thought that with fresh, I would have some kind of interaction with the person. Yeah. My impression of frozen was I I kind of just didn't get a warm fuzzy feeling. Um it felt like I was going it just didn't seem personal. Mhm. Mm um, mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell whether the people were nice or not. And that was important Her. to me. Yeah, they just, they absolutely. were pictures on a page and that's it. Um Whereas with our donor, I spoke to her, saw her videos. Um, she seemed lovely. Yeah. And we we worked with another before you guys introduced us to her. There was another young woman. She too was lovely, and the the health, you know, not the health, like it just didn't work out. Um, Oh, like her and AMH levels weren't high enough or something her, like that? Her eggs, her, yeah, something, I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah. She, and so that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, but she too was lovely. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't like the idea of um, this kind of coming across the same person on multiple platforms. And it just felt like a dating site. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, that's... I wasn't looking for that. Right, right. And no, that makes a ton of sense. 
yeah we were looking for a little bit more yeah absolutely it was far more it was more time intensive it was a longer process but we were willing to go through that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what ultimately led you to choosing egg donor solutions versus other agencies when you were going through that process um katie katie <laughs> um, katie just she just made us feel like we mattered and yeah. like she mattered we mattered to her personally mm-hmm. and she was genuine about it and also in terms of um the 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 financing of it like yeah she wasn't nickel and diming us and Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a business um and she was very fair and like some some agencies just are just taking advantage of people's desperation Mm. and and ignorance with the Mm -hmm. process Mm-hmm. Um, and and she didn't. Mm, I love that, and I love that you have that experience. Exchange Christmas cards. There you go. Yes, that's why we get to see these girls grow up. No, absolutely. Years later. Twelve years later, and still exchanging Christmas cards. Yep. <laughs> that's huge. No, I mean, yeah. At no point in time should anybody feel like a number during this process, you know, at, at all. So I'm so glad that 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 was your interaction. Speaking of, you know, you just said kind of ignorance in the process. What did, what was kind of that research that you did? Was it like Google and hope for the best or, you know, how did you go through all of that? There was a, I found a, a, a blog, not a blog, but a, like an online community. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it now, but they, there were these really awesome supportive women and who just exchanged information and mm. some of them had luck and some of them didn't. Some of them were on their umpteenth transfer. Mm. Um, some of them were on their first. And so I really relied on on that group of strangers, just really kind hearted strangers to learn. Um, yeah. We read a lot about, um, what it is like to be an a egg donor conceived person and what the impact on the child might be and how to have that conversation mm-hmm. with the child and keep that conversation going over time. Yeah. Um, and then we hope for the best. For sure. And, and you got it. the best. And we did get the best. We have you our two little girls. Best. Oh we're my goodness! Doing pretend gymnastics in our living room right now. I think they're <laughs> going to go through the floor. Absolutely, yes. all those scuffs on the wall, all the broken furniture, <laughs> all that preteen drama. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, for sure. That's yeah. That's oh, that's amazing. So, how has Obviously, you had an amazing experience um, with your donor. And, um, you know, how has that contact been 
just, you know, post everything? Um, I, it's been kind of organic. I think yeah. um, for a while we felt, we each felt uh, a real need to stay in touch. Mm. And that has kind of waned over the years. Um, mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I can reconnect with her if the girls ever want to connect with her. We'll find her, I'm sure. Oh, and... gosh, yes. The agency can always help you with that. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Okay. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll take our lead from the girls and what they want to do. But we, my husband and I decided early on that if they ever want to meet the donor, that mm -hmm. they could. Yeah. So we're, we're not, we're not going to deny them that at any point. Sure. It's just continuing to take those her, cues. And that's fine. But it's, oh, gosh, yeah. it's their choice. It's not ours. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's what we'll do. Yeah, and just get, yeah. Their, their life, their choice. Mm hmm no, for sure. And just continue, I mean, continuing to just let them kind of guide that as they discern what it means for them. No, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So what do you think, you know, just potential in, in, intended parents or, you know, egg donors should know as they kind of discern this path for themselves? Um, it is an emotional ride. Mm. It is, it's a scary ride, um, but I wouldn't have done it any other way. Mm. because anything else would not have I wouldn't have these two girls jumping around in my living room right now <laughs> driving daddy crazy <laughs> doing their their pretend headstands and handstands and <laughs> it's just uh, so grateful we found Katie I mean mm. we, we interviewed lots of other agencies Mm. Um, and had no interest in any of the others. Um, mm. And I mean, she cares. Yeah. So. Oh gosh, yeah. She's a good person. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, you you mentioned it was just an emotional roller coaster, which. The journey of of infertility just really is. I mean, it it's just it's all those high highs and low lows and and all of that. How did you and your husband navigate all of that? How did we navigate all of that? We leaned on each other hard, um, and there was no other way to get through it except to just hold on to each other. Yeah. Um, and you never get used to the miscarriages. Um, oh, gosh, no. But you do lose track of them, at least mm. we did. Um, it's just, you just keep putting one foot in, foot in front of the other, and everybody finds their way. Some people decide, you know what, we, we're, we're okay being aunts and uncles. We don't have to be parents. Mm -hmm. and, um others keep 
going and like we did. And mm-hmm. We wanted children. Yeah. We absolutely children. We wanted to be parents. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What would be maybe just your biggest advice to parents, you know, who currently maybe have little ones, um, you know, after uh, egg donation, maybe just what would be your advice to them in terms of just honesty with them as they start, you know, navigating down that road? Um. I think that, I mean, I think thinking long and hard about how open to be with your children, um, Mm -hmm. it's not right for everybody. Um, It was right for us and it's been the right decision for us. Be careful with the books you buy on Amazon. Because oh, okay. They they look like really good ideas, and then they show up in the mail, and they're just kind of so beyond cheesy and not helpful. <laughs> there's one of there's one that has an elephant on the cover. That's uh-huh. a good one. Um, that's a good one. I don't remember any of the others, but they weren't good ones. And but they so weren't good. Get okay. That book. I'll I'll look for the I'll look for the elephant on the cover and I'll put that one in our show notes. <laughs> and the mommy has a little hat on and she's very cute. Um, oh my gosh! And so, what else? What other advice would I have? Um, I'd say be careful about who you tell outside of your immediate circle. Okay. Because, um, like we told people who were either in the same position or uh, same-sex couples who um, uh, had a sperm or egg donor. Mm -hmm. Um, And once you grow apart, I mean, if you move away, if you grow apart or whatever, then you're like, "Eh," you have this information out there about your child that you may not want to have out there about your child. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Because it's your child's story, not yours. Mm. I'd say that's the piece of advice. Like in all of this, just keep in mind that this is ultimately, this is your child's story. Mm-hmm. And you have made this story for them. But they have more of a right to it than you do. Mm. Their stories, their life. Yeah. And so my husband and I were very clear about that from mm-hmm. the start. Mm-hmm. Along with, I'm assuming, other family members as well. Like, if you know this, this stays here. If you know this, it stays here. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Not because there's a shame in it, but because mm-hmm. it's just no one's business. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's just no one's business. It's like, all right, it's just no one's business. So, no, for you sure. Don't know if other kids are going to be mean, or you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You can live in a community that's very open. You can live in a community that's very um, conservative about these things, and you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think just going back to you know, it's just not your business. It's just you know, I think I I was talking to um, one of my kiddos, and you know, someone got married, and you know, the one of the first things that they asked was, you know, like, oh, are they going to have babies? And I was like, not your business, not your business, and not a question to ask. Like, nope, we don't ask those questions. <laughs> Exactly. It's and not, not because we don't care, but because we do care so much and you just don't know. You just don't, you know, it, like you just don't know what is going on. And so, like, I, I think that question of, you know, like, oh, when are we going to hear good news whenever, you know, someone has just recently gotten married? Like, we've oh. got to get away from that question because you just don't know what's happening. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's none of your business. It's just none of your business. <laughs> It's just not, are you going to pay, are you going to pay their college? Are you right. gonna pay their if you're not going to pay their college, it's none of your business. There you go. I like now, that. If you are going like to pay that. for their college, we can talk about it. <laughs> I think maybe that should be the new thing. Do you want to know? I'm going to need your donation now. <laughs> here, here is my Venmo. Here is my Zelle. This is where you can send the payments to. <laughs> Full funding. There you go. I love it. I love it. Well, okay. My final question, um, you know, and this is just a fun one for, for those who know me, I have a very, um, codependent relationship with, with coffee. And even though it is the evening time, I am still sitting here drinking my cup of coffee. So my final question to you, what filled your cup this morning either literally or figuratively what was the thing that filled you up this morning uh three things ah. one was the good morning hug from my husband when he told me that my hair looked really pretty mm, it's nice when those things are noticed <laughs> <laughs> my then my daily morning conversation with my mom mm. and then my Earl Grey tea. Oh yes. Oh yes. I love a good tea. Well, Laura, thank you so much again, just for your time, for sharing your part of the story and, um, you know, just all of the advice and wisdom that you have, um, just going through this experience. And then as your girls have grown, um, we are just, we're so grateful for, for you and, um, I know you and Katie are still, like you said, you exchange Christmas cards and are still in touch and everything. And so um, I love that we still get to have this connection with you. So thank you for your time, for driving yes. around and, you know, so that you and I could chat. <laughs> Parking in front of the CVS. <laughs> Parked in front of the CVS. You should go in and get a treat. But you deserve it. I will. Oh, I will. Uh, good. You should. You should. Well, again, Laura, just thank you so much. And um, we are just so grateful for you and are just so excited to um, hear more about as your girls just blossom and grow um, and become the amazing people that you are. So they, uh, that they are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They are wonderful, amazing little girls. They are so different from each other. Mm. Um, they're entirely different different um and they crack us up in different ways so. <laughs> and drive us crazy in other ways but that's oh okay. absolutely absolutely yeah it wouldn't Good be right job. if they didn't that's right <laughs> all right Whitney 
Well, thank you for asking me to to speak with you guys. I really appreciate it. It's a it's it's really nice. Thank you for asking. Yes, of course. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your night, and um, and thank you again. Alrighty. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us to hear Laura's story. As the egg donor industry moves towards greater transparency and openness for donor-conceived kids, we always want to provide stories and resources that support this mission. In today's podcast, you heard Laura discuss her openness with her kids regarding using an egg donor, but that concepts around who you tell, Will they seek out their donor or will they seek out meeting donor siblings are still being navigated? And this is true for a lot of families. Many intended parents know they want to be open with their children, but all the details are difficult to tackle. In the show notes, you will find a couple of resources for support. First, I really want to encourage you to listen to episode three of this podcast if you haven't already. We explore a relationship between two intended mothers who did use the same donor, and they give some amazing information about their relationship and their kids' relationship. Um, Secondly, the Donor Conception Network is a great place to start. Although it's based in the UK, they have a great support group, books, resources, as well as webinars and workshops. And you can also find great educational material at the website, We Are Donor Conceit. Finally, we include some blogs that will support intended parents with a path to connect with their donor, as well as book recommendations. We want to thank all of the intended parents, donors, and surrogates who are willing to share their story on this platform. Every path to parenthood is unique and how to navigate those conversations are personal to everyone. So we at Egg Donor and Surrogate Solutions are here to help and support those who want to create happy families and be a resource to you as you go through your journey even beyond delivery day.